Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Hey, have you tried these new Beyond Meat uh, products, Jim? Have you? No, the A&W burgers. A&W is serving their burgers, and now Tim Hortons has just announced that they're going to start serving Beyond Meat burgers as well. Tim Hortons has hamburgers? Just meatless ones. What? Yeah, they're going to start selling Beyond Meat burgers. This company is doing hot right now. This Beyond Meat thing. Oh, so it's, I wasn't sure if it was just a name for a type of product or it's the actual name it's brand. It's the company yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So uh, Tim Hortons has done well with their 100% plant-based sausage patties, which I would be interested in getting you to try because you are the biggest sausage patty aficionado that I have ever met in my life. Guilty. <laughs> I get him over at Subway for my breakfast subs and Tim Hortons when I get the... Breakfast sandwich right. on an English muffin. You were the only person, I, when I was at your house once, you pulled out like a um, uh, a sleeve of sausage patties from your freezer and you yeah. will cook yourself sausage patties at home. I, I used to back in the day when I was super, super broke because it was dirt cheap and you would just like slide up. You get like 20 in a box for like $6. <laughs> and also I love sausage patties. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got to get, should we run down to the Tim Hortons and get you one of these plant-based ones to see if okay. you can tell the difference? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do. Are a, they selling them already? Well, they're selling the, the sausage patties. They have been, and they've been very successful at the Tim Hortons, which is why they're now thinking of doing the Beyond Meat burgers, uh, too. 100% plant-based burger patty developed by Beyond Meat to taste like a beef burger. The result is a truly satisfying burger experience, they say. Hmm. It's like science, though. It's not like you're eating a piece of lettuce. It seems unnatural. There's got to still be a ton of salt in those things, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like anything. It's like, you know, smoking is bad for you, so they switch to vaping, and yeah. then you find out vaping is bad for you. <laughs> Beyond Meat is the vaping of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I I'm not will. a scientist. Like <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but I I just feel like people are thinking, oh, I'm eating vegetables. No, you're not. You're eating something that's scientifically been concocted to taste like meat when it's not really meat, which freaks me out a little bit. They shouldn't even be able to call it beyond meat. Because when you put meat in the title, like it's like the Tricks, thing, yeah. you shouldn't be able to call it almond milk. It's not milk. I don't know why you would switch over if you're not a vegetarian, but if you are a vegetarian and you're looking for something that tastes close enough to meat without your conscience being rattled, then <laughs> I guess this would be a good alternative. I feel like your your morality is you're toeing the line, you know what I mean? If you're eating something that's called beyond meat and it's just but like there's a, no there's no animals in it. I don't just know. Just because it tastes similar? It's like instead of it's like if you hated I Would it don't, I don't make know. me a cannibal if I ate a plant based product that tasted just like human? Yeah, or if you made like a, <laughs> a, a big meat platter and it looked like a human and you loved eating it? I I wouldn't like that. What? If you're a vegetarian, you should suck it up and not eat things that taste like meat. You should go down your own vegetable journey and leave uh -huh. the meat taste and stuff to the people who are willing. Oh, the to sandwiches eat meat. are here. They've arrived. Thank you to Kent from our promotions department for doing the legwork on this one. Okay. Okay. Do you know which is which here? Morning, boys. Yeah. Okay. So this is blind. Just give give Jim both of them okay. there. Written on the bottom of the plates okay. is which. Actually, okay. you know, I don't need to be blindfolded. They look the exact same. Right. Okay. Except one costs a dollar more. 
The, mm. Does the Beyond Meat cost a dollar more? It does. Surprise, surprise. Oh. Jim's smelling. He's taking a bite here. He loves his sausage patties. Okay. Right away, I think that might be the Beyond Meat one. You didn't take a big enough bite. I don't know what. It's a little nibble. Just a little nibble. Did you even get any of the patty in there? Yeah, man. Okay, well, finish chewing and swallow that one before you uh, take a bite of the next one. You can't cross contaminate meat with Beyond Meat. Wash it down? The universe would cease to exist. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a little dramatic. A little dramatic with that palate clear. And uh, the sandwich number two. I think. For sure, the sandwich number two is the real sausage. Well, flip over the plate. Regular Beyond. Yeah. Jim got it. What does the Beyond meat taste like? Is it okay? Hold on a second. (laughs) I'm just going to taste it again. Like, could you plow through one of those? I I could, but it, it tastes like, it tastes like processed food. Like it has that process. Does it taste kind of like meat? Texture-wise, I don't know what it tastes like. If someone didn't tell you that it was that it was not real sausage, and you didn't take a bite of that one right after, would you know that it wasn't sausage? I I might think it was sausage, but if somebody said that's a sausage breakfast sandwich from Tim Hortons, I'd say something's different because I know what that tastes like. Uh-huh. So it tastes, tastes different. I mean, if you're a vegetarian and you want to get something that's close to meat, I'm sure this is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to stick with the regular sausage, personally. Are you going to eat the rest of both of those? No, just the regular. <laughs> <laughs> and a buck more? A buck more? I mean, that's like when you go to like a Whole Foods store, all the healthy food is way more expensive, and you, so you yeah. just end up eating the craft dinner. A, an animal had to die to make that one. You'd think it should be more expensive. Yeah. You said a... Take the lawnmower to a couple soy fields for this one. <laughs> one of our favorite uh, topics past couple weeks here on the show has been this raid at Area 51. They can't stop us all. <laughs> Facebook group started. I know it's oh, funny every Lord. time you say it. Hey, they can't stop us all. <laughs> well, because of the attention that Area 51 is getting, they are now saying, according to the uh, website Pornhub, never heard of it, <laughs> Um, viral uh, searches for alien porn have skyrocketed. So searches for Area 51 porn are up 58,992% since one week ago. So that is hilarious because yesterday we talked about it and mentioned what are they going to do if they find, like what are they going to do if they find an alien? And, and you said, said make love to it. Yes, I said <laughs> obviously this is a bunch of guys who, who can't get any action here on Earth and they want to find their Gamoras, yeah. right? Yeah. From Guardians of the Galaxy. They think they're going to find hot green women they can have sex <laughs> with and apparently uh, we nailed it. Yeah. And, Pun intended. Yeah, right. And they're hoping to nail it. I feel like I've been through some of the darker corners of the porn world, but I've never seen any alien porn before. Have you not? What is like? What is it? I don't know. It's people dressed up like aliens doing it. I'm assuming hmm. some serious probing going on. <laughs> you know how the aliens like to yeah. do, Jim. <laughs> Now, while we're on the the subject here, we've got some more news out of the uh, world of adult entertainment. Great news, everybody. The world's first porn university is opening up in Colombia. 
So the story behind this is there's a journalist turned porn star. Her name is Amaranta Hank. She has an interesting story, actually. She was, used to be a journalist. She made a bet with the local soccer team that if they won the season, they won the playoffs, she would do a strip show for a magazine for charity. That led to a... She quit her job as a journalist after she got so much attention, became a porn star. So she's navigated the world of entering the world of a, adult entertainment, and she wants to teach those lessons to other people. So uh, she's going to teach a bunch of lessons like... These are the classes. What matters in an erection, natural, chemical, and mechanical erections? Being a porn actress in a macho society. How to project your image. What kind of porn actress am I? Spotting false and abusive producers. How to make profit and how to make the perfect porn scene. Well, that's pretty good. So she's focusing on like the business side of things. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want people to get taken advantage. They should know their rights. They should know the dangers. So yeah. it, it does kind of make sense for such a popular business. Porn University in yeah. Columbia. But I was thinking, you know, I have an idea because maybe not everybody's cut out to be a porn star, you know? You don't want to be in porn, but you still enjoy viewing it. Yeah, you have a, you still have a passion for pornography, but you don't want to be on camera. So I've got an alternative for you. Are you tired of getting rejected from the Columbian University of Porn Performers? Do you want to learn more about the porn industry, but don't think you have what it takes to make artificial love on camera? Maybe it's time you enroll in Jim Kelly's Porn Watching University. Learn all the ins and outs of the porn industry from the POV of a rabid consumer. Soak in these riveting classes offered by Jim Kelly's Porn Watching University that teach you all about the art of watching porno. Classes like Multiple Tabs 101, One-Handed Typing, The History of Clearing Your Browser History, Introduction to Incognito, Navigating Workplace Filters, and How to Fall Asleep While Crying, plus in-depth historical and cultural analysis of legendary porn scenes. Well, I believe the Hispanic pool with rich wife saying is simply an allegory for the migrant workers crisis in America. But unlike the pool boy and horny wife, we're all getting screwed. Thank you. Thank you. Jim Kelly's Porn Watching University. Use those hairy palms to find us online today. Located on the same campus as Everest College. And how much do you like your job? This is an article from Bloomberg. Ask people to rate their job satisfaction out of 10. And the happiest workers... In North America, apparently, are the firefighters. Of course. As long as there's no fire. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, I have a couple of buddies who are firefighters, and it does seem like a pretty sweet job in certain aspects. Like, sometimes you're just hanging out playing cards. But that being said, it's kind of terrifying going on location, dealing with people. Yeah, risking your life. No, I mean, like, dealing with, like, dead people. Like being oh, the first yeah. responders there's a, and stuff. There's like, a lot of stuff that they see that is very tough to deal with. And man. we've heard about PTSD and oh, yeah. firefighters because of that. You hang out with uh, firefighters after midnight, after some beers, and they tell you some stories, and you go, holy cow, I yeah. respect you. Ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know uh, the stuff that they have to see. But they're satisfied with their jobs. And the ladies love them. Yeah, look good in those uniforms. Get the calendars going. And the men love them because uh, shout out to all the female firefighters mm-hmm. out there as well. So, uh, firefighters number one, mine cutters number two. What's a mine cutter? Like a guy who makes a mine? A, the, mine, a mine worker? A mine cutter. Guy working in a mine? I, I would think that would be like one of the <laughs> worst jobs to have. It paid well. I'm sure it's repetitive, though. But mine cutters, number two. Pediatricians are pretty satisfied with their jobs. Okay, cool. 
helping people and getting paid tons of money. Communications professors. <laughs> okay. Pretty Nobody specific. gets a job after, but uh, <laughs> they're teaching. There's six of them. <laughs> and guidance counselors. Oh, co- is there a specific guidance counselor? That was just a teacher who like I subbed in, in. I think in the States, there's more guidance counselors, like dedicated guidance counselors than there are here in London. Because I, I believe our guidance counselor was a teacher who also was the guidance counselor, like a yeah. dual role sort of deal. My guidance counselor was my gym teacher. And I went there in grade 12. I was like, what do you think I should do? And she said, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and you did just that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you now. Here you are doing I don't know on the radio. <laughs> the least satisfied workers, the most unhappy workers are court clerks, house cleaners and maids, Insurance claims and policy clerks, telemarketers, and number one, people who work at the post office. That old stereotype? Yeah, going postal? <laughs> yeah. The mail never stops! I, I know a few people that work at the post office. I was with one of them on the weekend, and uh, he said that Canada Post's official motto should be, that's eh, a job. <laughs> Why is it so bad, though? Yeah, I don't get a job. it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't do it. If you if you deliver the mail, call us and tell us if you're unhappy with your job, or if you uh, if you think this this study is bunk. Yeah, because the insurance claim things and the telemarketers, you're getting yelled at constantly. It would be tough to be a telemarketer. I was one in London for a few months, and it was the most stressful the job I've ever had in my life. I yeah. hated it. Like, I dreaded going to work in the morning. Well, you'd think if you worked at the post office, unless you're inside, like, sorting the mail, that wouldn't be fun. But if you're, if you're walking around at least half the year when the weather's nice, it's a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Middle of winter during a cold rainstorm, it would be terrible. But mm-hmm. yeah, half the year would be pretty good. Well, hopefully you're not that unhappy, postal workers. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Please put us on the list of of uh, people you like. <laughs> this game is called How Low Can You Go? How, How low, low can, can you go? go? How low can you go? How low can you go? There's a a woman uh, named Helen LaHaye. She just broke the Guinness World Record for lowest vocal note sung by a female. And this is what it sounded like. Can you go? There it is. Yep. Yes. (laughs) That, of course, was the musical note D2. Obvi. Which registered at 72.5 hertz. Uh, That's lower than, that's about eight octaves lower than the lowest note on a piano. Pretty impressive, Mm. right? So we want to we want to test your your range here as a uh, a vocalist, and we're going to get you to do that same thing. You start as high as you can uh, go, and then work your way down to as low as you can go. Uh, Jim, you've got the what is that thing called? Uh, it's technically called the strobo photograph, but it's a frequency meter. So you're measuring the frequency of our singers this morning, yeah. and Ethan is up first. Ethan, hey. 
Hey, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, we'll give you another little sample here of what we're looking for. Start as high as you can get and then work your way down to as low as you can get. Anytime you're ready. All right, here we go. <laughs> it sounded like you went through puberty halfway through that. <laughs> All in one know. breath, too. And, and are those I your totally work buddies? Skipped. Are those those your work buddies laughing at you in the background? Yeah, that's my dad. I just got off a long night shift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was okay. Okay, we had right. him at seventy six hertz was his lowest. Okay, let's see how Matt does here. Matt, are you ready to go? Yeah, I think so. How low can you go? Start as high as you can go and work your way down. All right, Jim, Mm. did he do a little bit better? That was 74.9. Oh, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Next up, we've got Denise. How you doing, Denise? Well, I don't know now. <laughs> well, you got a little bit of uh, you got a little bit of a disadvantage. Uh, I do. But this woman, Helen, she was able to do it. So let's see how low you can go. Okay, start oh. as high as you can go and take your time. Work your way down. Okay. Uh, Come on! Are you kidding me? Wow! She did it! Denise, congratulations! You are How? going to see Glorious Sons. Right on! You're not Brad. We won tickets. <laughs> you won some tickets. Who's Brad? That's my uh, better half. Your better half. He must be excited that uh, you have such a low voice. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you, you remember around this time yesterday, we were having some laughs and yucking it up with this new old person face app mm-hmm. thing that's going around the internet? Yeah, yeah. And somebody did it on our behalf with our own photos? Yeah, somebody took pictures of us from the website and they made us look old. And boy, it looks we're so real. It looks like we're actually old people. And I'm just scrolling through Facebook. It's like every second image on Facebook today. Still is people uh, applying this face app thing to make themselves look old for the entertainment of all their friends and family. Well, we got some bad news. Uh Uh-oh. Guess who's behind the face app? Big Botox? The Russians. (gasps) It's always the Russians. Turns out FaceApp is made by a company in Russia. And when you utilize it on your phone, you give them access to all of your photos in their privacy policy by using the app. They have permission to use your altered and your non-altered photos however they want for eternity. Also, they immediately upload your photos, photos to a server so it's not just processing your photos on a phone. They're, they're taking them 
and saving them so they have them if they ever want to use them. Does this mean that uh, they're building like a facial recognition database? Not necessarily, but they could if they wanted to. But but why do they need faces that are 50 years older to recognize faces that are now? Oh, that's just the gimmick <laughs> to get you to grant them access. The original photo. Yeah, yeah, they've got all your original photos. So, that means if you have nudes on your phone, you've taken some, some sexy pictures that you've sent to your partner, uh, they have access to those and you don't have to use the app with those photos in order for them to be able to take them and use them. Oh my god. So it's not just the face app photo. It's you, you oh they have access Lord. to all your photos. And you just scrolled down and clicked I agree. You suckers. That is ridiculous. I mean, there has to be... You can't just put anything in the fine print and it's okay. Uh, at one point, Apple and what? Samsung should be responsible for this, At too. one point, do people start reading it? Never, because it's there's too much. Well, and don't download the face app. It's not the people's fault. It's the big companies that let this happen. It's Apple and Samsung that allow these programs to be on their platforms without them doing any research. It's clearly... This should be illegal. I don't think it's Apple's fault. hundred percent. Who else is it? Well, there should be some sort of uh, regulations in place, government regulations saying that the terms and conditions should be no more than one paragraph because people are too lazy and stupid to sit there and read the whole things before they give away all their photos to the Russians until the end of time. Ugh. Right? Well, I don't know. If you have to have some personal accountability here. I did not download this thing on my phone because yeah. I'm pretty skeptical about every single app that I use. You can blame people, but when have you ever read the terms of agreements or whatever they call it? Yeah, not a lot. Uh, never. But like I'm saying, I'm with you. I'm too lazy. I'm too stupid. And that's why I just don't download these apps. Is this any different than Facebook, though, too? Because it seems like they own all <laughs> yeah, our photos as well. They just don't have the the accents. <laughs> right? They don't have this scary flag in the background. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh, Mark Zuckerberg is checking out our nudes. Oh, I guarantee. But totally Vladimir Putin is <laughs> is looking at a picture of you and your... Your beach gear this morning, Jim. And, and he's peeing on it right now. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.